topic, victory over the storms. Victory over the storms. I have interacted with this world for a couple of years. So I know that troubles don't come to only those who claim to be good. I mean, those who are bad. Trouble comes to everybody, whether good or bad. Hausa, Yoruba, Ibo, Edo, Efiki, Bibio. Trouble comes to anybody, white, brown, whatever, black, whatever. And there are days when you will meet with all kinds of situations that you never planned for. But God has taught us and God has given us a way via the scriptures to understand how we can come out victorious. Is somebody still with me? Hallelujah. Every time we confront the enemy, we do not confront him from the point of trying to struggle over a war. We come from the point of victory. For we know that in Christ Jesus we are victorious. Christ has fought the battle as it were and he has delivered the victory to us. That's why he calls us more than conquerors. Christ is the conqueror. We are more than conquerors. You get what I'm saying? We didn't go to the battle. He went and gave us the reward. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Our scripture that we'll be reading today is in Proverbs chapter number 24 and verse number 10. Please settle down quickly and pay attention. Proverbs 24 and verse number 10. Can you help me multimeter very quickly? Can you help me very quickly? Proverbs chapter number 24 and verse number 10. If you have been coming to this house for a while and you love what we're doing, have a time with Pastor Falabi after the service for what we call membership class. Pastor Falabi is wearing blue like myself here. After the service, just interface with him. And I will tell you a few things so that you can take the next step. We we'll love you to be part of this house. Proverbs 24 verse 10. What does it say? Come on, I want us to read together after two. One, two, go. Can you read it one more time? Do you have another translation? Follow. Apart from the King James Version. Alright. Okay. Can, can we need to get after two? One to go. Aha. There are going to be difficult times. He didn't say if you faint, probably when limited, a difficult times come. He who faints the day of adversity. For everybody upon the face of the earth, there will be a day of adversity. There will be a day when things are not just working well. A day where things just go upside down and you ask yourself, what is going on here? A day where you needed money to do that thing and that's the day the money seemed to fail. A day when, just like Falachia was giving testimony, that day you are on your way to church, that's the day they will steal your phone. And you are like, ah, ah, what is going on here? And it's church you are going to. The day you didn't, you came late and you have always been early to work is the day the regional manager will come. The day you were not prepared, you normally come to every class, but that day you came late, they've written a, make a test. And you are like, Lord, there's some of you who don't have understanding who say, Moshe, who did I offend? Listen to me in case you do not know. As long as you are a child of God, you have offended the devil. I need you to know that. Don't ever deceive yourself and think that the devil is your friend. The devil is interested in making sure you fail. His ministry is to make sure you fail. 
The Bible says he has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. So the Bible is saying here that there is a day of adversity. But the Bible is saying that he who faints, meaning you are not supposed to faint, there is something that you should do. A time of adversity, not a time to fold your hand and say, I, can't, I, I don't have any hope again. Can you see life? Many people give up at that time. Sometimes it translates into they are not coming to church. They are not being able to do anything. I know somebody who is who have known him for, I don't know, maybe 15 16 years or more and he has been part of this house but I found that in three different seasons like that or four when there is a trouble you won't see him in church he just feels that the answer to the solution is to hustle is to keep going everywhere to make sure it will work after all church is not going to give him the answer then that person has been in church and doesn't understand what it means to be in church the building doesn't give you the answer the building can never even my preaching is not what gives you the answer. What gives you the answer is an engagement with the spirit behind the word. Until you understand that because you see, every result is a function of spiritual influence. Results are a product of spirits. That is why people will go to Habalis. In our own case, the Holy Ghost. No Habalis has any power without demonic influence. And that's a function of spiritual influence. In that case, spirit of darkness. Every pastor who will stand to speak is anchoring on the fact that the Holy Ghost will back that word. And so what you need to do in that season is to engage the word. So when you stay away, that's exactly what the devil is looking for. To make sure you are in a place where you are on your own. And what should motivate you and stir you up for a result you won't have. There are those who will not read the Bible anymore at that time. There are those who will not pray anymore. He said, I'll be praying after I'll be praying. There are those who will not interact with Christians anymore. He said, I've got all these Christians are just, you know, there are people who grew up in church after a while. They say, I mean, I've left church. I beg. This is not working. Because they didn't understand. Are you still here with me? So whether you are in church or not in church, adversity will come. It's your response to adversity that will determine whether you'll be victorious or not. I have just a few more minutes. Quickly, listen to this. And you need to help Multimedia to do this quickly. Because the devil has a primary mission, you must settle some few things in your heart. And number one is this thing clear. There is always a way to deal with these issues. Always a way to deal with adversity. Always a way to handle them. There is always a way. There is always a way. And that's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. It says that God Almighty will not allow you to be tempted beyond the measure which you can bear. He says with the temptation, there is a way of escape. Are you there, First Corinthians? What did I say? Chapter number 10 and verse and number 13. Glory be to God. So, with that in the back of your mind, please give me your attention. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Know it, there's an answer. If there is no answer, God will never allow it to come your way. I use the word allow. I didn't say bring. God doesn't bring trouble. He doesn't bring trouble. He's not an architect of evil and trouble. Hear what he says. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humanity. What you are facing is not new. It's not only you. Your wife misbehave, your husband misbehave, no money, children misbehave, uh, in-laws misbehave, uh, relatives, brother, sister, uncle, uh, the country, the government, the leaders, whatever. There's nothing new is what happens to humanity. Are we still together here? Oh, it happens. Your body is misbehaving. All of a sudden, you start feeling sick. Some, it is a common thing with man. The moment sin entered this world, the devil gets access here. All kinds of trouble exist. Troubles will exist. 
until we leave this world. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humanity. God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape so that you are able to obey. Meaning that as the trouble comes, there's a door open. Is somebody still with me? When you are stuck financially, think again. Go back inward and you will find God will give you an answer. When you are stuck in a relationship, God will give you an answer. When you are stuck in a health challenge, God will give you an answer. I was listening to Kefrodola. He was talking about the catalog of things that happened to him. Kefrodola is a minister in the U.S. What happened to him? COVID, he caught COVID. After COVID, he caught a, a throat disease that was affecting his throat. After that, he had cancer. All of it happened and he didn't die. In the midst of that, he trusted God. Even though the doctors gave him a time to live that he was going to die. I need you to understand this. There's always a way of escape. Whatever troubles I face, I come up with a man and I tell the devil, even if I die, you lose. Because you see, the devil is not after your dying. The devil is after your rejecting God. Because you die, you go to heaven. We don't live our lives as if dying is a terrible thing that will happen to us. No, we understand, like Paul who said, it is gain for me to go. I know it that is better. But I choose to be here for your sakes. If you don't understand the gospel from that perspective, you will all constantly live your life being afraid. Hallelujah. So there is a way of escape. Tell your neighbor there is a way of escape. Whatever I'm going through, there is a way of escape. I will take one. I have seven key things that you will need to do in the times where there are storms to gain victory. But I will only talk about one today. How to handle your storms, number one. Never blame God for the storms or negative situation. Mark chapter 4 verse 38. I stop there. Never blame God. Never blame God. Mark 4 38. Never blame God. As I'm talking, I think back at those things that just came and you are wondering, ah, ah, after I've shared testimony, after I've done well, after I've given, after I've prayed, after I've done this and that. The disciples had gone on the ship with Jesus and a storm, a storm arose on that, on that particular time. There was a storm, all seriously. And hear what he said. And Jesus Christ was inside the belly of the ship or inside the cabin area of the, of the boat, sleeping. They were worried because of the storm. Please give me your attention. As he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Meaning, Habba, Habba, Lord. How can you be sleeping when we have troubles? Across the world, let me tell you this. Many of people have said the same thing. Lord, you, are, you can see. Oh, we have a normal saying around here. You want them to say, where is my God? You know all those kind of prayers. See, that prayer is a prayer of complaint. You are simply telling God he's irresponsible. That he's not doing what he's supposed to do. That's what they were telling Jesus. You they sleep, we they die. Simple word. Careless, no, don't you care that we are perishing because he was sleeping. There are some times that it looks as if God is not doing anything. Excuse me, let me tell you this. What gives you rest that the Bible says he loves you with an everlasting love? Even when, even when you are unfaithful, the Bible says he remains faithful to you. So if you don't understand the love of God, you keep on measuring it based on what has happened or not happening or what is happening or not happening. Get it clear. God loves you. He cares about you. Is massively concerned about you. Hallelujah. Come on, I say hallelujah. Glory be to God. 
Therefore, get your bearing right. God cares for you. Never blame God for anything that seems to have gone wrong. Never blame him when things seem not to be working. Never. The Bible says clearly, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man that which God has prepared for those who love him. There is a love that the enemy cannot understand. Oh my God. I tell you the truth. The love that God has for his strength. How do you explain it? A prodigal son comes and tells his father, give me my inheritance. I want to go. The Bible says the father gave it to him without quarreling, without getting angry. And the Bible says the young man took it and traveled it to a far country and squandered it in riotous living. He wasted the inheritance. But one day he woke up and said, ah, why am I here suffering here? Let me go back to my father. The joy is not just the going back. But the Bible says, if you read, if you read the Jewish culture, when the son is coming back and there's a reconciliation, the father goes way, not from his house, he goes to the village edge. Meaning he goes, for example, he goes outside the outskirts of Ibadan to wait for his son coming. Excuse me, a son who took inheritance and wasted it, the father was already waiting for him. He was waiting for him. Before you ever repent, God is waiting for you. I didn't hear you say amen. Before you ever turn around, God is waiting for you. Even in the midst of the fact that there's a storm, God is waiting for you. When you are going through that storm, know that God is there. And the Bible says the father prepared a massive banquet. Oh, I need you to get this clear. God loves you with an everlasting love. And no troubles and no mistake can make him turn his back from you. The Bible says he will never leave us nor forsake us. Hallelujah. So when there's a storm, don't blame God. Don't turn your eye because that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. All the days of my appointed time, I wait until my change comes that Job was saying. He was saying that on the background because people are telling him, curse God and die. God has abandoned you. He said, I know one thing for sure, even though nothing is working, I know one thing setting my redeemer live it. You need to come to a point where you recognize that God is there for you, irrespective. I close with this particular short illustration. A man kept on complaining. His life, he suffered many things. Went through all kinds of storms. And then, he was just feeling that God had abandoned him. And he went through a period like that for a long time. He thought God had left him completely. But then in a vision, God opened his eyes to see in a vision. He saw himself. In the vision, as if himself and God were walking together. Right? It was their footprint. They were walking together. Then all of a sudden, he saw in the seasons of a storm, he was only seeing, instead of four footprints walking, he was only seeing two. Two footprints. And he was saying, hey Lord, that's the time you abandoned me. I was the only one. Where did you go? Is it in the time of trouble you now decide to leave me? You left me alone. I kept going through that storm. <laughs> that time the enemy came at me, you were not there. That time the storm was on there, you were not there. And the Lord said, son, you didn't understand. The two footprints you were seeing were not yours. They were mine. I was carrying you. At the time that you are going through that storm. I need you to understand this. Every time you seem as if you are left alone. It's not you fighting now. It's him that is fighting. And so as you go through that. One of the ways I will give you victory. Do not agree with the devil. That is God's fault. It is always the fault of the devil. Even when you made the mistake yourself. It is him that is still responsible for every evil and every trouble. I'm not saying shift responsibility. I'm simply saying. Don't, don't push it on God and say it's God. Because if not, you will not find the right answer in the right place. Rise up on your feet. I know you may be going through something today. But I want you to thank God. I want you to lift up that situation to God. And simply tell him, Lord, this is what I'm facing. This is the storm that seems to be around about my life. 
This is what the enemy seems to have been doing. But today I come to you that you help me. That you help me break out of this. That you help me that I'm able to receive strength in the midst of it. That I'm able to get wisdom. That I'm able to get an understanding. That I'm able to get help. That you're able to send to me men and women who will walk with me on this journey. So that the possibilities you have set for me become a reality. That your purpose upon my life shall be fulfilled. Talk to God. You need to talk to God because you're the one who knows. Who knows what you are facing? Talk to him. Help me, Lord. Kevalu kefralanka bush kalebedes kavaha. Antomera tavata. Antomera ponse keliandos kevaha. Maga bos kepalada. Maga bos shanta parota. Ah, yes, I know. I know. They threw you out of the house. Everybody abandoned you. You, you slept outside and you're wondering where are my friends? Where are my family? Where, where is everybody? And God was just looking, right? Oh God, you just looked at me suffering. Let me say this to you. Every time you go through a storm, God is there coming down the storm. So that the storm will not take your life, take your property, take what belongs to you. Even when things are taken from you, he has promised there shall be a restoration. Sevenfold. He said, if the thief be caught, he shall be made to restore. The thief is the devil. Oh yes. And he has been caught already in Christ Jesus. Talk to God. Makabo Shataba. In the course of talking, thank him. Because it's a God who is there for you. When you did not pay your school fees, he was there. When you were sick in hospital, he was there. When your business didn't seem to be doing well, he was there. When you were looking for that job, couldn't get a job, he was there. When you were struggling with that exam and that course, he was there. When you were having crisis and problems in that relationship, he was there. There's no time he has left you. He has never left you. He has never left you. When your mother, your father was sick, he was there. When he looked at if your family is going to go under, he was there. I need you to talk to God. If by now you don't know how to talk to God, then there is a problem. You don't need to talk to God like me. Talk to God in your own way. In the way you want to approach him, talk to him. And close New seasons are coming. New seasons are here. New seasons are coming. A new season is here. We will not blame you, oh God, but we thank you for helping us. You are overcoming that situation. You are going beyond that mountain. You are breaking down that wall. You are going over that barrier. A new day has come for you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Egore in the days of Elia. Amadonke, Amalegariano, Ezanamakofele, Galipuroya. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh! It looks as if the storms are too much. It looks as if there are troubles too much. But we are going to swell like the eagle. We do not flap our wings. No, we ride upon the storms. And as we flow, as we as the storm carries us, it takes us far beyond the places we desire to reach. 
But the storms are not meant to stop us. The storms are to help us soar. And somebody here is soaring and is moving from one level to the other. Who said you will not succeed? Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Father, we thank you for this season. We have come to recognize that you are not the thief, you are not the destroyer, you are not the killer, but the devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So we know you care for us. Therefore, we do not blame you for the troubles. We only come to you knowing that you have the answers. Thank you for giving us answers again today. Therefore, in this season, we shall come back with testimonies. Testimonies in that job, testimonies in that business, testimonies concerning the academic pursuit, testimonies concerning finances, testimony for, concerning promotion, testimonies concerning good health, deeper understanding of you, O God, testimonies of divine light. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout a song, amen. Put your hands together, give God praise. Give him the praise and the glory. Give him the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor left and right, congratulations, it's that settled.